Hey everybody, just want to give you a quick shout out before we get the podcast started. Let you know that we got some giveaways coming up. They're going to be kind of just small stuff, just kind of interacting with people following because it's kind of crazy when we look at the map and see where people are from. But please make sure you're following along as we go on. Check us out over on YouTube. We're going to be getting ready to upload stuff over there. And we're getting ready to um, hopefully live, not so live podcast. We're going to repost them because my internet sucks, so we can't upload. But make sure you're following along on Winter underscore Productions over on Instagram, Winter Productions on Facebook, and Winter Productions by Nathan Wintersign over on YouTube. And all the giveaway stuff is going to be coming up on there very, very soon. And just thank you for everything you've done so far for us. This has been a pretty awesome experience, and we're just going to keep going on. Um, we're trying to have weekly guests and keep it rolling. So we're going to get this episode started just here in a second. Just wanted to hop on and tell you that before we get rolling. Thank you. See ya. How's it going, everybody? Well, this is round two, and when I say round two, I mean the light is red this time. <laughs> oh, gosh. So we're back tonight. Um, got another off-the-X guy on here talking land management tonight. Um, he's um, He's got a pretty cool job down in Arkansas, and um, I'm going to let Tyler Wells kind of give you a good overview of it. I got some questions I want to ask him, but my guess is Tyler Wells from Arkansas. Um, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good, man. It's development season, so we are we're in the thick of it right now. We're kind of on the back sides of the slope, and we're everything's starting to pick up steam. But I'm Tyler Wells. I work for Wellens Real Estate and Land Development. I am the development manager with that company. I've been there for uh, just about a year, so this will be my first full season in. And we, what we do is we either buy properties to flip to turn into duck hunting properties or any kind of hunting properties really and then we also people can approach us they don't have to purchase a property through us they can they can call us or email us and we will come out look at the property do a proposal on it you know they sign off on it and we hit the ground running and like i said we do everything from uh i mean Investment properties for investors, we, we're a full-service real estate company, so we do uh, recreational land and uh, ag land. I mean, really is where our bread and butter is, so we don't do a lot of lots and stuff like that. We're kind of the, the bigger bigger piece of the property is where we specialize. Yeah, I mean, looking at your website, you can um, everybody, you can go on there. It's Wellens Land Management. Um, if you hop on there, it's, it's wellensland.com. Let me say that correctly so everybody can find it. Um, there you go. I don't. I don't know why I want to say land management. I don't just because that's what I think. When I think of Wellens Land from their like Instagram and everything, I think of land management. Um, but yeah, there's well, a, we do we do manage properties, you yeah. know. But our that's just part of the our part of the development side. Is we we also manage. We have an in house biologist from Mississippi State, so he can come in and write up a management plan and get you dialed in on either ducks or deer or turkeys or whatever you're after okay okay um yeah so like i mean there's all kinds of stuff you go on there you go down through there a lot of it deals with you know water managing and um and then as far as like getting your ditching and all that stuff it's it's a very mm-hmm. interesting thing um for small mulching that's a big thing that like you don't have up here um up up in our area the northeast over this way in west virginia like we don't have anything of that um which is a pretty pretty interesting thing because i i understand what it is it's it's i'll let you kind of explain it better than me i mean it's basically take it away there yeah so forestry mulching is it's a you you can either have them attached to a skid steer they make bigger ones that attach to like a uh, like a skitter or a traco and basically you go into the thick underbrush in the, like a green timber reservoir, a GTR, and you can go in, you can take out all that understory without disturbing the root or really disturbing the ground too much. All it does is takes all that underbrush, mulches it up just like mulch you'd see in the flower bed, and 
throws it back on the ground and just puts nutrients right back into the soil. It's a it's a really great way to get a lot of a lot of property opened up in a hurry. Yeah, for so, you know, it's, it's 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 more so for the stuff that's kind of beyond going in there and doing a controlled burn and burning it off. So yeah, it's kind of like kinda, up that's here where it specializes. Yeah, up here I can where I think of it is like our, our power companies use this type of equipment clean out power lines a lot of the time and here recently they've done mm-hmm. it a bunch so they did a, a property next to me and i mean it takes it completely down the dirt when i say that i mean but it doesn't it doesn't till up dirt it just looks like you just put right. mulch all the way down it and stuff it's a very nice process but i mean once you do that you still have to manage it now that it's been cut down or it'll just come right back I mean, um yeah yeah it'll come, it'll come back if you don't if you don't you know keep up with it or you know, if it's in a GTR, if you can hold your water on it until, you know, until spring, whenever all that stuff starts to germinate and come up, you can kind of kill it out before the tree starts to come back alive. But, man, it is, it's probably the coolest thing that you can watch just an average person going out and watching it is because it's such a dramatic change so fast in the landscape that it kind of, it gives you the wow factor in a hurry. Yeah, so I don't want to like jump around a bunch, but something I did notice when I was on y'all's website checking you guys out, um, you guys mm-hmm. are partners with DU. So, do you guys do any work for DU, like managing some of the some like areas they have in Arkansas? Uh, that they would have done some work with them before I came on. I know this year we're not doing anything for them, so. I can't really, I can't really speak to that just because I haven't, I haven't directly been involved with them. Okay, okay. Well, I'm, I asked that question, being that y'all's wildlife de- development plan is highly based around ducks. I mean, that's what Arkansas is. When you think of Arkansas, you think of duck hunting. I know, I know, it's got a lot of other stuff in there, turkeys and deer and stuff and bear. But I mean, let's be honest. At the end of the day, Arkansas is waterfowl. I mean, you got water pretty much yeah, everywhere I mean, down there. <laughs> it's, but yeah, I mean we're we're located in the Delta, and I mean right now we're working on four properties in the Delta, all probably within an hour of each other, maybe an hour and a half of each other, and every one of them is right there on the flyway. So I've hunted I've hunted around all these properties before I ever got this job, and getting to go on these properties now and see, okay, yeah, let's go in and really spruce this place up so we can hold birds and. You know, it's even going to help out your your public hunting next to it because you're not just a rest area that these birds are going to fly into and sit on all day. You're going to go in there and they're going to shoot them in the morning and run them out, which the public guys are going to get to get into them too. And then, you know, by the time the public guys are gone, normally your private land guys are back. But on all this, they've got, normally we've got some kind of food sitting there for them to eat and, you know, keep them fat and happy and hold them for a little while instead of them pushing on through. Yeah, so this just popped in my head. I, I have I have multiple questions right here. My first one is like, okay. so you guys are getting you're getting to go visit properties right now. Are you guys seeing any like I don't know what y'all see local duck wise? I mean, we see an okay amount of local ducks around, mostly wood ducks. There is I found a couple little pockets of you know ten fifteen mallards and stuff. But like, do you are you getting to see like any good groups of like young mallards and stuff down there right now? Uh, right now, we're mainly seeing our local geese. I mean, which all the properties we're on, we have the water pulled completely off of them. I mean, we've got them as dry as we can get them because we've got tractors and pans in there, either leveling the fields out or we're trying to plant them and get them ready for the for the next year. Or our GTRs are all drained off just so the trees can stay healthy during the summer. Yeah, I guess that's something I didn't think about when I asked that question. Was that you guys? Do basically uh, water control no where we, 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 I mean, we don't water control up here. I wish we did. There's a couple of properties I'd love to see this done on. Um, okay. So as far as your waterfowl impound planting, what, what do you all like to plant for these ducks that are going to keep them fed pretty much out the year? We know corn, but what's some other stuff? Uh, well, right now we've got, uh, we've got a, one property that we've got probably 60 acres of corn planted in. Uh, we've got a got a 50 acre field right next to it that has a Turner seed waterfowl blend on it. 
we plant a lot of rice. I mean, if if it looks like it's going to hold birds on it, we're we're going to we're going to plant it for sure, just to try to hold them. But the Turner waterfowl seed blend is more like a uh, oh, let me think about it for just a second. It is something that's going to have like a Japanese millet brown top. It have rice in it. Have buckwheat, uh, sorghum, and then it'll just have kind of like some barnyard grass or some smart wheat or something mixed in with it. And I mean, for the cost per acre on that, I mean, you're really getting a lot of a lot of food for not a lot of money. I mean, you're probably looking your cost per acre somewhere around like thirty dollars. Okay. I mean, so if you were, it's if, a pretty good thing for the buck. So if you was got kind of had an area that let's say it was had some water that it gained water during the fall. And uh, there's a couple of spots up here I can think about, and there's everybody's probably thinking of this spot. Um, is that, is that, that, that would be your go-to, like, simple go-in, probably be able to hand plant it, maybe scratch it in a little bit on some oh, yeah. edges and stuff, and um, have, have like, some pretty, pretty easy success. I mean, I'm assuming that doesn't take, like, you're not putting, like, a fertilizer or a spray over top of that. No, this right here, you can just either broadcast it, you know, kind of rough up the ground with a, a herald or something or a light disc, you know, broadcast this stuff out and it, it's going to take off. I mean, it's not, it doesn't have to have a fertilizer or something on top of it to help it get started. I mean, it's going to, it's going to help the yield of it to put a fertilizer on it and make more seed and just make it healthier. Yeah, so what I'm getting at here, if you're if you're a local guy who's kind of got like a little pond and something that drains down during the spring, so if you could go around the edge of that and easily plant this stuff, and um, kind of when that water Definitely. starts to build back up this fall and kind of have a pretty good yield, a decent yield. I mean, you could hand fertilize that too. I mean, if it's not a big big area, and uh, kind of have your own little your own little planted area. Because I mean, I don't know how many guys have over the years I've learned to kind of watch where these birds go in and watch them kind of. I don't know if you get to go hunt Arkansas or not, but like guys that don't get to and don't get to see ducks act like they do down there, man, they, they'll get up in that brush. And it was something me and Forrest talked about last time. They like to get, like, oh, definitely. I've noticed how much the birds like to kind of get back up under that brush, get in there and eat, whether it's in a field, like kind of a flooded little ditch line or something, man, they will get all up in that brush. Yeah, they, they like to be up under the brush, you know, the, the thermal cover, you know, it keeps them safe from predators and, you know, keeps them cool too because, I mean, they're, they're flying around with a down jacket on basically. So, that sun comes out, they're getting hot. And the last few years here, I mean, it hasn't been just extremely cold. So, they're, I mean, I would assume that they're probably they're probably hot, you know, just trying to get in the shade. But, you know, back to, back to that seed blend, yeah, you guys up there, you can look at look at doing a water control structure on a piece of property to where you plant the whole thing, and then as season goes, you put a board in every so often and keep raising your water levels to climb onto new ground. And, I mean, it's just like new. You're just keeping food out for them. And instead of flooding the whole thing at once and then eating all of it out within a month, you know, you can keep raising that water level and keep them in new, fresh feed and kind of control how fast they eat. Yeah, yeah. So, um, for the rednecks, because, you know, not all rednecks understand duck hunting <laughs> and stuff. That's basically like moving your cattle fence, your electric your electric white cattle fence. Exactly. Yeah, yep. I, I got what you're Just putting like them that. down. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that way you can keep moving them over to, to fresh feed, and they're not just going to eat it all out at once, and then you're sitting there twiddling your, your fingers in the, in the last part of the season, wondering where your birds are at. Okay, it also seems like you guys do some work in water wells and water, water and delivery systems. So I'm assuming that's basically yeah, how you're yeah. getting your water in and out on your fields. Yeah, so what, what, what we're meaning by that is we, we, we go in and we work with the landowner and we work with uh, the FSA, which is your, uh, uh, your farm service agent, and there's programs that they can enroll in to where Basically, we can come in there and we can build them a reservoir on their property to catch water that's running off the property already where they can reuse it. So they can reuse that same water instead of having to drill a well, pump out the well water, 
use it, and then it just runs off. And I mean, on the front end of a well, they're looking at a, probably a minimum, you know, in the twenty thousand dollar range for it to to get a well if there's shallow water in that area. This way, it it could potentially be paid for, and then all they'd have to do is, you know, put a relift in it or something and go from, you know, like twelve hundred gallons per minute to, you know, twelve thousand or whatever. So it's just we we do all that we we go in we can build levees and canals you know to channel that water and move that water wherever you want it on your property. I mean anything involving a farm we can pretty well do it. Okay, so have you have you got to do any of that yet? Because what I'm have you yeah I'm that's my question. Have you got to go in like be involved in any of the water delivery system with the canals and stuff and like. I guess you you probably got in so late last year that you really didn't get to see it develop. But if you've seen that, like, are you excited to see kind of like when that water level comes up and get to see it be used and see how it like actually works? And because I think that'd be a cool process to see. Because I, I do see that you guys yeah, do so, water waterfowl blind construction and placement and brushing, which I assume that's more getting your duck yeah, club so, stuff ready. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, the duck club stuff is really you know that's the the kind of the, the, the sexy stuff to talk about that most people that are listening to the podcast are really excited about like you know we partner with uh concealed comfort blinds and i mean if you've ever been in one of those they're like the taj mahal of of a pit blind and they make a skid blind that is it's unreal you know that's we put several of those out a year and in, in close for our people but you know on the farm side of it we go in and we build reservoirs for farmers we build like retention ponds ponds that are going to catch the water coming off the farm uh, we build lakes. I mean, we built a 75 acre lake. We're finishing it up right now. We just fixing to put the emergency spillway in, you know, uh, tomorrow actually. So, I mean, it's, we, we build it all and getting to see it going from walking out on the property and looking at it and looking at it on a topo map and saying, okay, well, this contour runs here and here. So we want to build a levee across here to back water up all the way to, you know, when you look at your contour, your contour lines and you say, okay, what's well, going to back it up over 12 acres and you're going to have a 12 acre lake here on your property that we literally took and put 200 yards of a levee in. And we do a lot of just, uh, levees around GTRs, which we just take a track in here and we dig, pull slope, basically pull the dirt out right from beside it. So you've got like a boat ditch running right beside it. So these guys can run their boats down the levees and the GTRs, pull over and walk out into their favorite hole on their piece of property, you know, that they were having to rely on the river to flood. And now then all they got to do is put some boards in and turn a pump on and they're holding all the water they need. Okay. So wrapping up, kind of talking a little, well, we'll probably come back to this, but right here is there any duck properties that you guys have been a part of that you can kind of like you can name i don't know if there's stuff that like y'all keep private or not but um because i've i've seen a couple of the big names down there and i don't know so just people have an idea like some people's heard of some big we've all heard of some of the big private ones down there that are pretty big named yeah man we have done work on uh on greenbrier We've done, we actually went in and done a big mulching project for the guys at, at the Greenbrier Hunt Club. I mean, I know everybody's pretty well heard of it. Uh, we've done work on big woods. I mean, we've, we've done work on pretty much all of them. There's several that, you know, they, they don't want, they don't want names. And there's several people that we've worked for who they prefer to, to oh. say, you know, kind of hey, quiet I'm... about who they are. So. Hey, that's, uh, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, I completely understand that. Um, that's that's why I said if you can name them because, um, but no, everything you're talking about with like the levees and stuff, I'm trying to convince my wife we need to put a four acre pond, maybe five, maybe six acre pond in the backyard, um, and she's not going yeah, for it right I mean, now. I think everybody should have a pond in their backyard. Yeah, I mean, I, t- I said we don't need our hayfields forever. I mean, we can eventually turn that into a pond. I got a buddy with a dozer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, get you. I don't. I don't know how how the land lays, but get you a, a tractor and a pan up there, man. You can build a pond in a hurry. Oh, I can. I can show you videos. I I have about when the river gets up and floods, like the creek probably puts about a 
acre and a half, two acre pond in my backyard regularly. So wouldn't take much. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you looked on. <laughs> I don't know if you looked on our on our website while you were flipping through there, but you can go over and hit that link that has some recent projects, man, and it'll kind of walk you through all the projects that we've been through, and they've even got pictures of them on there, like prairie oaks or. You know, Black River Preserve, which is up in northeast Arkansas, and then Mallard Oaks, which is right outside of Stuttgart. I mean, both of those properties are phenomenal. And, uh, I mean, you you could go through there and look at all the pictures of kind of show you kind of befores and afters. And then, you know, some of the food plots and stuff that we put in, that, that stuff's on there. And there's probably even some of some mulching projects that we've done on there as well. Okay, so one more question before we move on to um to talking a little bit about a couple properties and stuff in here, and we're not going to name which which properties they are and stuff, but I, I know you've got some details you can drop because I've I've heard you drop them before, so I'm going to get them out of you tonight. Um, <laughs> okay, just about some stats on them. How do they they actually are? You guys are managing. Do you you guys don't do any type of, I guess, yearly leasing on properties that you're currently because. I guess I don't know if you guys are currently uh, owning any of these, if y'all do like yearly leases or something, if that's something someone's asked you for. I mean, I don't see it anywhere on your website. I'm just asking as a person that out of interest. Yeah. So we don't, if it's something we, we got, we own to, or we bought to flip, then what we'll do is we'll, we'll either get it completely done, get it ready to go. And then either, let it set all season and basically let birds build in there or else we'll go in. If it's got a good number of birds on it, something that's been being hunted before and has a pretty good harvest history on it, we'll go, we'll go in and we'll, we'll harvest birds on it all season just so we have it on the book. So whenever we go to sell that property, we can say, you know, here's, here's what they killed out of here the past five years after we came in and did, did all these upgrades on the property. This is what we harvested off the property last year. Or if it's an investor has bought a property, you know, and they're, we've got it pretty much done and they say, man, I really would like to get some income off this property before we sell it. Then, you know, we can either go get a guide service to use it for the season. Or if, if that investor has some buddies that are wanting to hunt, then we'll, you know, let them figure out a lease rate or whatever to do. But we, we don't get involved too much in the leasing just because, you know, you have somebody else out there and, who knows what they'll get into or what they'll, what kind of ruts and stuff they'll leave during duck season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, everything you just said, it make most sense to lease it to a, a good name God service because you know, they're going to, they're not going to screw anything up because their life pretty much accounts on being, yeah. able to, being able to do some duck hunts and stuff. But, um, yeah. And they're going to hunt the property enough to be able to get you, good harvest numbers off of it and they're they know how to pressure a property and not over pressure it so they're gonna they're gonna take that property right to where they can hunt it and consistently kill birds off of it and that's going to bring your harvest numbers up as well and not over hunt it and burn it out to where birds aren't using it yeah but if you guys ever need a cameraman y'all just let me know i'm, I'm a short 12 hours away <laughs> Well, if if we have that much heads up on when the birds come in, we'll be sure and give you a shout. And if you're down there season, just come on and bring your camera and we'll we'll figure it out. I'm sadly not gonna make it down there this year, but um I'm in the works of uh I told Forrest making plans for for next year. I mean it'd probably just be me and maybe one of my buddies come down and just really I just wanna come down and film, watch some stuff get shot, maybe shoot one or two. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I I'm to the point now where I just love yeah. watching birds work and like just getting them, like the the capturing of the whole entire ordeal is what's amazing to me right now. Um, yeah, I mean the older the older I get, the more whenever we're out in a in a hunt, I'm I've got to where I kind of hang my gun and I back up a tree or two and just kind of take it all in because I mean it. I think when you're younger, you don't really you don't really take it all in. You're you're more you're caught up in it, and when you get older, you're able to kind of pull yourself out of it and step back and look at it and just admire what all's going on. Cause I mean, everybody's out there to kill ducks. If we weren't, we'd go stand out in the water in the middle of summer and spring and, you know, drink coffee with our buddies. But we're out there trying to, trying to kill birds and trying to, you know, it's, 
when you get older, it's all it's kind of more about fellowship than it is it's more about pulling the trigger. Even though it is nice when a big group falls through the tree. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, yeah, I mean there've been multiple times that I kind of just I was okay with setting my gun down and you know and just watching because I mean it just becomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think sometimes like you you get such in a rush to shoot, you don't you're actually get to watch what's actually unfolding in front of you, and I mean especially in the position you're in where you're getting to watch these lands be developed and see what they were before and then see all this be created and know that like, you know, I had a hand in this, I had a hand in making like these birds want to be here, want to live here, want to be a part of this farm for, you know, three months out of the year, make their, I mean, they mm-hmm. make and huge tracks and there's plenty and of land. And also whenever they, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then also, I mean, which I kind of do it on stuff that I've been on properties that we've developed before. And as ducks are kind of coming in, you kind of stop and watch them and be like, oh, well, they really kind of wanted to come off of that corner and fall in right there. So maybe we need to make a, a note of that for next season. Hey, let's either open up, kind of open this hole up into more of a horseshoe or open the hole up more on that end because they really want to land more over there than they are right here. You're having to work them harder to get them over into this exact hole. Because, I mean, you know how fickle a duck is. It you never know what they're going to do. I've seen them fly right over a set of decoys and collars that sound great, and go land with a guy that had four decoys out and sounded like somebody was choking it. So, oh yeah, and they don't care about the wind. I don't care who who says they do. They don't. That's yeah, the, that's, yeah. That's I mean, I've shot them with the wind and against it. Yeah, I mean, like I told Forrest, if as long as I can cross shoot them, I'm fine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> as long as the wind's not up my back or at my face, I'm happy. Because it's uh, if it's one of those. Two, I'd much rather be at my back than my face. Every time it's at my fa- every time it's at my back, they end up coming over my back, and that's just miserable. Really? Oh yeah. Just uh, I think I think our yeah. water up here is just kind of so big at times they can just do whatever they want. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. You run a lot of open water; it kind of gives them the option to do whatever they want. With trees and holes in the trees, you know, they kind of got one area they can come in, and that's, that's it. Yeah. Which I have seen them break down, and as their group are coming through the trees, another group will come through the trees behind you that there's no hole in, and limbs are falling and everything else, so. All right, so let's um let's jump over to some properties in here, just some properties that I found interesting, Okay. Okay. I was on the website, you know, I think, uh, went to active listing listings and, um, first, the first one was, um, and this might be one you don't know much about. It is the, the Sugar Hill farms. And it was the one right before we got started. I said, if I could go buy a farm right now in Arkansas, it'd be this one. And I want to start on this one because I am a cattle guy. I do love cattle farming and stuff. And this place just looks amazing. Um, yeah, man, that's Sugar, Sugar Hill. Jer- that's uh, Jeremiah Moore. He's out of our uh, Clarendon office. He's got that one listed, and man, it is it is gorgeous. It's right under a thousand acres of farmland, and it is. I mean, it's about as pretty a farm as what you can find, especially in in Central Arkansas. I mean, it. I'm trying to think. I can't remember exactly where it is. Uh, it's, I know it's West Arkansas, so I think it's in. Ozark is what the is, is the area it's in, but man, it is gorgeous. Yes, it is. It is in Ozark. You are exactly correct. If we're quizzing you, Wells Wells Land, you need to give him a pay raise. He's um <laughs> he's got this figured out. But no, like I'll tell you what drew me to this property looking at it. I mean, like I said, if I if I'd play the lottery and I'd win, this would be something that screwed I'd buy for the heck of it. Um but man, it had a ton of water on it. And um, I'd say, like, it probably doesn't get a bunch of birds, but all of Arkansas gets birds, let's be honest. The amount of birds it gets are probably less. But, I mean, it's a beautiful farm. I mean, it, it's a lot of open open land. It's not like wooded. Yeah, it's a lot of pasture land. Yeah, it's not a lot of wooded land or anything. I mean, it is an older farm and stuff. I will say that much for it. Um, But still. Yeah, and in that area at Ozark, I mean, you got – you have a lot of uh, a lot of big Canada's. You know, most of them are probably locals that you know stay on the river year round, but they get used to using these cattle ponds and stuff on these big properties like this. And man, which my father in law lives in uh, in Ozark, and 
they have about a, I don't know, five or six acre pond out in front of their house. And man, early goose season last year, it was loaded with candidates. I told him, I said, I really need to go out there and shoot some of those candidates. He's like, don't shoot my pets. <laughs> oh, you got to shoot them. They're annoying. And they're just so much yeah, fun to watch those annoying. babies. Yeah. And I mean, these were huge. These were massive candidates. Yeah. I, I told him, I said, he said, well, I've got a spot in scope you can look at them. I said, well, I don't want to see any bands on them because then I'm definitely going to want to go shoot them. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to kill them all. They'll figure it out. You'll just kill all the babies. <laughs> yeah. They're the, the ones that I see jewelry hanging on them. <laughs> hey, if it's anything like up here, you just kind of point and shoot, and most likely you're going to get pretty good. I think we shot our 30 rack last year had seven bands in it. So, I mean. Yeah, that early good season, there are a lot of bands killed here. Yeah, and I think these were – these were – I don't know if these had been in a spot where they had banned them either. So a lot of them are kind of older bands, a couple years old at least. And there's one really old band in there. But uh, that that's a beautiful property you guys have down there that I, I, I wanted us to talk about because, man, it is a freaking cattle farm and a half. Um, oh, yeah. If, if anybody wants to buy a cattle farm and have someone management, I will um, I, I will give you my salary for the year and we'll, uh, we'll pack up and move on down there. So There you go, yeah. Yeah, um, but you wouldn't want to work, you know, three months out of the year. You're going to have, to have an assistant for those three months. I mean, I mean, we're be done, be done by noon. It'll be fine. Cattle, are, cattle are fine from five to noon. Trust me. If they died yeah, from, okay. yeah, if they died from five to noon, they were probably going to die from noon to five, anyways, in the afternoon. So <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, just my experience. If they were going to die in the afternoon, they were probably going to die either way. Um, okay. So this is one I kind of found, um, it's the five pines. It's a 0.49 acre. It looks like it's just a camp. So in, in around Bayou Mita. So that is something that I did want to say that you guys do have. Um, this is the only one I see on the website, but y'all do have like small duck camps. People can look at buying and stuff and having right there close to pretty good hunting land. Yeah, man. I mean, that one, uh, that's, yeah, it's down and by me. It's about a half a mile from, from the ramp. So, I mean, it's, it's a perfect little spot for some guys to go in and, you know, buy it, come from out of state and get, to get in there and buy meat and have a, a place close to get to go and stay the night and not have to, you know, go all the way back out to Stuttgart or go all the way into Lone Up or something to stay the night somewhere. But I'm pretty sure that one's a bunkhouse, if I remember right. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a bunkhouse. So honestly, bunkhouse, yeah. So I mean, for the out of state guys, I mean, you can only hunt so many days a year. You could, you could lease this to in-staters the rest. Of the you year. could lease it and probably make your make your note on it. You could lease it the rest of the time. I, I've told my not I, even have to be out any money. I've told my buddies like they've talked. They always talk about buying one. I was like, dude, if you buy one, set up to lease it. Make it nice and set up mm-hmm. good a good lease agreement, man. You'll be square. Um, there's man of, I mean, how far are you away from VRBOs are down here are crazy. Uh, from my house to buy me, it's probably if I live in central Arkansas, I live uh, around Conway area and we're almost, mm, almost two hours from by me to depend on which ramp we go to. So you wouldn't you rather just like get up and be there in like five minutes? I mean, Oh yeah, it would, it would be wonderful. (laughs) Cause I, I enjoy hunting by me though. I mean, it's, it's a rat race down around lower value down my blue line. So, I mean, I've that's never, where, that's where I've never been in that area. <laughs> we were at, um, we only, oh. when I was there, we hunted the upper, the upper right area there. The basically, um, I talked to force about it one time. He basically called it the walk-in area, kind of where we stayed. Oh, government stoppers. Uh, dude, you're saying words. I don't know. So yeah, sure. <laughs> I can draw. Yeah, you had to park your boat on the. You had to park your boat at the on the bayou and walk into it. Mm, no, not necessarily. No, you. We went all the way out to the canal and went up and came back in. It's between um, Dell Hollowell and the other ramp. It's a right down from. Oh, I'll, from I'll uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll name drop where they live. I don't care. Um, Cuz Outboards, their camp is literally right there on the corner of Hollowell. For anyone who mm-hmm. didn't know that, that's where Cuz Outboards 
Duck Camp is. All those guys, <laughs> I can uh, give you all a little drop pin. I don't really care anymore. I may be a little salty. <laughs> drop a pin on them? Yep. I may be a little salty. Hey, I don't care. I, mean, I don't care. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> drive excels. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, the yeah, next man. one, I, I, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on before. I've only had like like four shots, and we just need to move on before I get on a rampage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so the next one I kind of wanted to, to have you kind of talk a little bit about, if you knew, was the Little Cypress East. To me, it looks like a lake. Little Cypress. It's, um, you went on about this. I'm trying this. to think. Oh, it's yeah, It's in, yeah. um, Phil, uh, Phillips County, Arkansas. In Phillips County? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that, it looks like a lake. Is That's a, a flooded field is what that is. So it's. And they got a they got a field flooded up, and then it's also got some timber on it. I mean, that dude has got pretty much everything and anything you could want in a duck hunting property on it. And right there in that area that it's located in, there are a lot of birds. So I went and looked at a, another property just like two minutes down the road from there in March, and there were still mallards sitting in the timber in it in March. So the rivers were still up and out, and I mean it was it was flooded up, and uh, they were the prettiest, just full plumes climbing up out of the trees, the sunlight on them. I was like, where were y'all at this season? But yeah, I mean that that property there is a really really nice place to to get into. I mean somebody could pick that up. I think they've got it listed at like one point two or something like that. But I mean it is it's gorgeous. Yeah. And actually, if you scroll down through the pages, there's pages and pages of ducks that are clearly on here after a season when the water's like draining off. You can tell it's dropping down on the edges. Yeah. Now that I know what it is, you can see the water dropping down on the edges and you can see ducks all over this place. And they're actually yeah, setting out. that area is. They're Go ahead, bro. They're setting out in the middle of a, like a spot that like we would hunt up here. It's like a little tree setting right out in the middle of the of that flooded area, man. You can mm-hmm. sneak right up along it, man. They're like just tucked right up to it. Um, go with go ahead with what you're gonna say before I ask my next question, kind of involving this property. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, in that area too, man. They have some massive deer in that area. Some of the biggest in in the state of Arkansas. So I mean, it's you you guys kind of got the best of both worlds right there. I mean, you've got field hunting for ducks. You got GTRs in there for hunting ducks, and then you're also got you know, big deer running around too. So if you've got a, a, a deer hunter in your group, they can they can be happy as well. Yeah, and speaking of that, that's where we're going to go next. Um, so what'd you say that like estimated this property was? Uh, I'm pretty sure that one's right around 1.2, maybe one, probably probably one 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 two something like that. Okay, we'll say um like one two for ease to make sure we're at the right numbers here. Okay, yeah, it's one point one two nine. So, yeah, right at one point two million. So, to me, like you're like, oh, that's a lot of money, man. You gotta think, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what like, but I know this is like two hundred some acres, and you could first off lease this land and probably get a ton of money for that, ton of money leasing it, like having having you guys have the blinds in there, which I don't know what you guys have in there yet. Um, it looks like it's got agricultural on it, which means you could have lease the land to an agricultural guy. Then you're going to be able to flood it, and then you're going to be able to lease duck hunting and deer hunting off of it. I mean, 1.2 seems like a lot, but it doesn't seem like a lot whenever you start adding those in there and you realize that, hey, you're getting your your stuff paid for. You Now you might have to limit how much you get to hunt it, but you're going to be able to make those payments and stuff. And whether you, you go down for if you're some retired guy and you go down and Heck, you got on it yourself personally for those months and just kind of, I mean, let's be honest, like a rich guy could easily do that. Um, <laughs> I'm just knowing what. Yeah, you, I mean, you definitely could. I mean, you've got a hundred, there's a hundred acres of uh, flooded timber on that property. And then, you know, they've got some, some ag ground on it. So, I mean, they're farming that in the summertime, making some money off of it. Or, I mean, right person buys it, they'll take it out of production and just plant a food plant corn or rice or something in there just for the birds just to, to get in there and, and basically use it as kind of a rest area that they'll come in and hunt a couple of days a week. So, I mean, that too. I mean, I, I, mean, don't, I, 
I haven't looked up like guide services lately in Arkansas, but last time I did, they are quite expensive. For uh, no, yeah, yeah, they're they're not getting any cheaper either. No, no, but I mean, that, I mean, that's the that's the honest truth. I mean, you could really, I mean, one point two. One, we're sitting here, one point two doesn't seems like a lot, but like when you're talking about a business, I mean, that's yeah. This is this is a. I would I would call I would call your company a place that you do have like private land that you guys share, but you guys, I mean, the land you're developing, I feel like is mainly going to be able to be turned into a business with what y'all do to it. I don't yeah, know. it'll either be, you know, a guide service either come in and buy, you know, an out of state service like let's say, you know, just I'm throwing names out here, but like Cadillac Creek, say they came in and they're like, man. You know, we really need some green timber. We can't get any lease on it. So what we'll do is we'll buy this tract of green timber. They could get a hold of us. If it's not already levied, we could come in and levy it to ensure that they've got a GTR to hunt during season. You know, or if they pick up one of the properties that's already completely ready to go, then it's, you know, a turnkey operation. They're ready to start booking clients on it, and they've already got a book to know exactly how many birds a year they're going to take off that property. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to get you know, at with as that. As close was, as you can get, anyway. Yeah, that's what I want to get with that because looking at that property, like I mean, that, that I felt like that's a prime example for you guys. Something that you guys pretty much have set up. There might be some little things y'all need to do to, needs done to it still, but like, like you said, it's got 105 flooded timber, 30 acres of leveled um, farmland and stuff. I mean, it's it's plenty of stuff that you guys can have rest areas on. Our cultural land and sell hunts on. I mean, if you wanted to start, I mean, there's there's some kid somewhere dreaming of starting a guide service, and this is the company you go to when you want to start that. Is a place like this? Yeah, man. If, if you're looking to if you're looking to buy one to to basically flip and either flip into a guide service or one that's already already turnkey ready to go. Yeah, I mean we're. We're, we're the one to call for sure. If we if we don't have it, we probably have the connections to where we can get it. I mean, just this one right here has six, seven blinds on it already, ready to go. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm and I'm pretty sure that one they can flood up almost the entire property, control the water on it, not just like, hey, we're going to turn a pump on and see what happens. But they know, like, we're when we turn a pump on, we're going to flood up. This part of the property is going to be eight inches of water, this part of the property is going to be 10 inches of water, or they can control the water with water control structures and know exactly the depth of water that they're going to put on it. Okay, so the next one we're going to hop over to is kind of a smaller one. It's in north-central Arkansas, so this is your area, I think. Um, It's the Cedar Creek Timberland. Honestly, only looked at it because it had a bear on it, let's be honest. (laughs) yeah man so that one yeah and that's that bear's probably you know probably going to go about two and a quarter maybe you know the way to judge them here is if their ears look like oreos they're they're a really big bear that that is correct i used used to bear hunt some that is (laughs) that's what everybody always talks about that's a big bear i'm like dude look at its ears its ears look like it's freaking mickey mouse it's not big that's right yeah they look like oreo cookies it's a it's a big one yeah. Yeah, man, that one is in, in north central Arkansas. It is uh it's basically a recreational property is what it is. It would it would be great for somebody who is looking for a spot to kind of either put an off the grid cabin or a small small cabin up on the uh up right off the road. It's actually split in two by the by a road. So kind of falls off on on one side of the road, goes down to a bottom which acts where the Cedar Creek runs through the property and it is it's a pretty good sized creek. I mean it's it's really pretty. It's got deer, it's got a you know, couple of bears like that have been been seen on trail cameras on it and it's got some turkeys on it as well and it's butts up to a a wildlife management area. So I mean you you kinda got a, a shortcut into the management area if you're not seeing exactly what you want on your property. Yeah, I mean that's that's a I mean, and it's priced pretty good and stuff. And that's what I kind of like reading the description of it. That's what it sounded like it was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, and I always got to remember you guys have bears and alligators. 
two things I forget you guys have. Yeah, we we do. We have we have more alligators, I think, than we than we have of a, a bear population. Of course, you talk to some people, and they're like, "Man, bears are thick here." You go to South Arkansas, and the alligators are pretty thick down there. So, I try not to think like the, I think I'd rather deal with the bears. Yeah, the two times I've been in Arkansas, I've tried not to think about um, alligators. <laughs> Just because I was like, uh, yeah, uh, that that is one thing that um, I don't think like people like get all concerned about black bears and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not scared of a black bear. I'm not scared at all. No, I'm and, I'm much more worried about an alligator than I am a black bear. Yeah, oh, an alligator. Yeah, that's the. And I, I mean, I've I've always wanted to ask this question: Are they alligators in Bayou Mita? I have I have never seen one in there, and I don't know that the that the game and fish would tell you if there is or not. So that's it. That's it. So, yes. I mean, there are alligators. There are alligators further north in Arkansas than Bayou Mita. So yes, there's alligators in Bayou Mita. Thank you. I, I don't plan ever <laughs> to go back in there now, but I just wanted to ask. I mean. Well, I mean, when we're in there, normally they're, you know, they're not going to be where all the commotion is anyway. I already try not so. to think about the snakes you guys have. Oh, <laughs> we have got, we, we've got all kinds of snakes. I, uh, we have everything from rattlesnakes to water moccasins, copperheads. I mean, we've got it all. And I, doing development, you see it, you see a lot of all of them too. So, yeah, snakes, one thing I don't deal with. I maybe I, I might rather have an alligator issue than a snake issue. <laughs> My feet are pretty scared of them snakes. I'll tell you. Oh, I mean, I it, see one. They they go to trying to get away. If it's a if it's a black snake, man, I'm still not a fan of it. I don't care if people say they mm, kill yeah. they kill copperheads and all that BS. I was like, I don't care. Okay, the yeah, last I, I don't like to be surprised by anything. No, no, that's the oh gosh. And I mean, they're just—I don't know. We're not—we're not gonna get off on that. My snake phobia that I pretty much have. So the last—the pro- last property is one that it just intrigued me. It's um, it's called the North One Hundred and Forty. The North One Hundred and Forty, yeah. Actually, Barrett, the guy that uh, he's on—he's on off off the X with me and Forrest. Uh, we all hunt together and everything. Real good buddy of mine. Uh, that's property of his, and that one is. I know that one is pending, so, but that one is up on the north side of Bull Shoals, I think. It is beautiful. I went up there and, and actually drove that property with some clients of mine, and uh, we pulled up in there, and they're like, I wonder if there's any wildlife on the property, and we got, we just started driving. I said, well, right down there's a turkey in the bottom, and there's, which for here, you know, turkeys are, everybody's, everybody's all excited about turkeys. So, I mean, we've seen turkeys and deer on it that day while we were looking at it, and it chilly up there in that area. It's a lot cooler up there than it is kind of in central Arkansas. So, it's a it's a beautiful property. It kind of overlooks the lake, too. So, it's really, really, a, really a nice one, really unique. Now, does this property have cattle on it? So, the people that owned it before had the neighbor running cattle okay. on it. They just kind of leased it out to let him run some cattle on it, but it didn't come with cattle. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure. I mean, it just looks like it's had cattle run on it. the reason why I asked. I mean, it's a very open, a very, very open mm-hmm. property surrounded by woods. It's got a couple, a couple little ponds on them and stuff. I can't really tell how big they are from the, the aerial photos. And, but then it's does set right off of, um, that lake. Is that a lake or a river? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, that's a, that's a lake. That lake up there kind of fingers out into the into the edge of the mountain all over the place. Kind of looks like a spider web. Yeah. But yeah, they had that property. It was cross fenced, had ponds all over it. I mean, it was it was set up to run cattle on it and be able to control control them really easy. Had working a working chute right in the middle of the property so they could get them up in there and you know sort them out or or put them on a truck to sell either one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's a beautiful piece of property. Um, so that's kind of like, I just kind of picked a couple four properties there for us to go through. And I knew I was throwing you a curveball cause you had no idea what I was going to ask about. And I know these have other people on them. I think of the ones we talked about, only one of those was yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's the Cedar Creek Timberland is mine. But like I said, I mean, I'm, 
I'm more specialized in in the land development side of things. I mean, I I do sell, but my passion is really land development. So, yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to showcase everything there, and before we hopped over and kind of wrapped up here in the land management side and stuff. And I know you've got to go out on a couple of these properties that you guys have obtained, and you might have sold by now, and um and see kind of you you gave a little bit of hint about talked a little bit about a property that you got to go on that um had ducks set on it in March and stuff still. Um, but I think... Yeah, so we... That property was actually one that a client of mine is... He's looking for a, a duck hunting property in the state. Kind of... We were trying to stay within his budget, so we went and looked at a few that were... You know, they were under budget, but they were also needed some work done to it. So we went in to look and see, you know... With the river up, what does it look like to cut it up and how deep the water on it? So when we got in there, the water was, you know, perfect flooded timber depth. It was like right at shin deep. And then we come around a, a kind of a, a grove of oak trees out there. And that's where all these ducks boiled up out of. And it was, I, I said, well, I, this, this is probably it, right? <laughs> so we ended up, we ended up passing on that property just because it looked like it was going to take a lot more work to, to get the to get the levees in and get everything kind of squared away to where he wanted it, and he also wanted to be able to put a house on it so that whenever they drove in, they'd have a place to stay and they wouldn't have to go rent a house later on. So, but uh, I mean, we've got some cool development projects coming, and I know uh, you you probably listened on ours whenever on our podcast we were talking about uh, property that hadn't been hunted since the eighties and and. Uh, Man, I got to go out on it the other day for the first time and uh, put a boat in, and we ran on it for probably five hours, looking at you know structures and stuff that have been put in back in the '40s and that are still still holding and still doing good. And I mean, this this property hadn't been artificially flooded by anything other than than, than Mother Nature since '84, I think, probably earlier than that, and the woods are there no understory just beautiful open like it's what dream what what duck hunters dream of that that's what that property looks like inside the woods yeah i mean that's that yeah that was kind of the property i was wanting you to kind of give a little little talk about um you talked about over on y'all's podcast and i mean i think it's just kind of wrapping up here i think it's it's pretty awesome to hear about all this stuff you get a you get to go check out and look at and get to be a part of developing something and and see the result of it i think that um a lot of people should go over and check out y'all's page i mean you can look at the past projects and probably see a lot more i didn't really dive into there try to focus on what was kind of going on so when people maybe heard this podcast they could go find these and then kind of check out the past podcast the past um projects and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i mean they can go check out either the uh the salt with some of our projects that we have come in and done the work on are in our uh, sold category under listing so they can look at those and like let me see i'm let me flip over here real quick uh i know for sure that the paradise sporting club i know that one that we did we did all the work on it we went in, it had an existing reservoir on it. We went in, pulled the reservoir down, kind of cleaned it up, put some structure in it for fish, turned it into, a, you know, kind of a trophy fishery, and then went in and built a GTR on it and all that, which they can go in and look at the pictures on that project. But it's really the, the cool part about our or my job is that I get to go out and meet with people and kind of dream with them about what they want to turn their property into. And then go back, look at the maps and see what the property is capable of doing and then write out a proposal, which is basically a, bl- a blueprint for that property. And then if they decide to use us to do the work on it or not, I mean, they have all the information that they need to turn that property into exactly what they want or as close to what they're wanting as that property is capable of being. Yeah, so it's kind of like, 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 as a, a Close thing from an analogy is I got to build my house and I, I kind of designed it and I built it. And after I built it, I was done. You get a design and build dream duck hunting places 
and then you gotta go do it again. Mm-hmm. You don't just do it once. You gotta do it again <laughs> and again. I mean, that's kind of makes people jealous. I mean, you kind of have a job that a lot of people are kind of can be jealous of that you get a you get a basically design dream hunting places for different people and kind of see like you know this is this is what this property can kind of be if you want to do it the right way and uh get to see that result yeah, and, they the, and yeah and the cool thing about this job too is that like right now we've got four different projects going and all four of these properties none of them are the same so you can't just kind of make a template and say okay this has worked in the past. This will work here. So you have to go to each one and it's going to present a different kind of obstacle, a different, you know, and of course everybody wants, you know, wants to be unique and wants to have their own, their own thing that's going to set them apart from everybody else. So you're constantly, you're constantly changing and it's, it's never the same thing day after day. So that's, that's a really cool part about it. And really duck season never ends for me because I'm, I go from I go from my downtime of year, which is hunting season, to okay, we got to start prepping for a project. We have to start getting ready to pull water off of off of properties. We have to keep an eye on the rivers so we can move in and get started on these properties, and then scheduling everybody out for seasons. I mean, which we we still had properties that we're working on now that were underwater in you know mid May. So this year it's kind of we're kind of under the gun because we had we had a shorter season to get work done in, so we're we're moving having to move a lot faster. Yeah, that's um, yeah, I'm not going to make a comment. We're not going to turn this into the um the the water de- killing trees comment thing, just because I, <laughs> I, I I don't have force here to send force on a rampage. So. Uh, yeah, he. He gets red faced and he's he's ready to fight. Yeah, if every if, time somebody brings that up. Yeah, so if anybody wants to, you really hear, want to make him mad? Just tell him that he's you know you're you're excited that they're moving duck season back to Thanksgiving, <laughs> and then he he's ready to go. Yeah, so um, yeah, a, yeah, I'm actually annoyed by that one as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, and we we just got back from Squad Fest this past weekend and uh, rolled in on Sunday night and. Uh, while we were there, Force Blue in the in the novice and the open, and then in the teams and placed second in the novice. Uh, the teams, I think they got fourth with one team that he had. The other team didn't place, and then he didn't make the cut on the uh, on the open, unfortunately. Which I thought I thought that he probably should have. And of course, when he came back, he was just he was like, oh, I knew I wasn't going to make it. I, it. My routine was terrible. Of course, that's what he says after he blows every routine, you know. So he's, he's pretty hard on himself. But I'm, I'm thinking about getting him a bridesmaid stash because he's got 22nd place finishes. I, I will chip in on that because that will be funny enough that I would <laughs> have a third dollar. Uh, I told him, I, I said for, for Delta, I said, you you better not play second. I said, because there will be a bridesmaid stash come out. <laughs> I mean, if you got if, if anyone listening to this wants to hear – the antiques of forest and hear him go on a rampage you um go over and check out off the x podcast basically anywhere you want to find your podcast at. i think you guys are everywhere unlike us we're only we're only on apple and spotify i assume if you don't have a iphone or android get lost so <laughs> <laughs> yeah man we're i think we're pretty much everywhere now it took some it took some doing to kind of get us all everywhere and get kind of lined out but i'm pretty sure we're we're everywhere you want to you want to listen to a podcast if we're not then go back and check out spotify or apple i mean those two are, are, are solid we know we're going to be there for sure <laughs> yeah um I mean, you can, and, you know, we're on ever we're on every social media outlet as well. I mean, Barrett Barrett's on TikTok. He's he's doing TikTok dances and stuff, and <laughs> you know, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. So. Yeah, uh, um, I think I think you guys are off the X everywhere, correct? I want to get that right so everybody can come find you guys. Yes, sir. Yep. So if you yes, if you sir. basically search off the X, you're going to find those guys. Um, you can find Tyler. You're um, Tyler underscore Wells. Is that correct? Yeah, Tyler underscore Wells eighty six on Twitter, and then I think just Tyler Wells on Facebook. I was I was around when it first came out, so I think I got my 
I got my name and didn't have to share anything with anybody. <laughs> Twitter. I'm now I'm gonna help Forrest make fun of you for being on Twitter. <laughs> well, you know. Oh. I don't know if I still use it. I have a LinkedIn too. I mean, I don't know. That I think that's coming back apparently. I, I, I'm, sometime we'll get on a rant about LinkedIn off here. Um, <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's funny. It's just a funny rant. But uh, thank thanks everybody for following along as we we're starting to get off track here. Um, so we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up real quick. Um, like I said, and like Tyler said, you can find them over at Off the X anywhere and everywhere. Tyler Wells, you can find Forrest Carver Hall, Barrett Moon. Check those guys out. You guys have an amazing podcast, a lot of information, great guests. You guys kill it on the guest front. I'm quite jealous. Thank you. Being being able to live right there in the heart of duck country, I mean, you'd probably be hard to throw a rock and find a guy who's a good guest for duck country. Yeah, man, being able to live right here, man, we, we kind of we have everybody kind of at our fingertips, it seems like. So we can either travel an hour to them or they can travel an hour to us, and we pretty much get to anybody in the state to – to talk duck hunting which here that everybody wants to talk duck hunting so yeah and um as always you can find us on apple and spotify on fins and feathers podcast you can also go over on instagram and facebook and youtube and find um find um my social media winter productions and um follow along we got some awesome gifts and giveaways coming out like i said at the intro at the beginning and um we'll see you guys later <laughs>